children in England grow up. Want someone to be uh, an astronaut, some dream of someday becoming a provisional liquidator. Like, 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 like wanting to grow up to be a small claims adjuster. edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. This is Scott Weavy. Chris Wondolowski. You are not Wondolowski. Oh. You wish you were Wondolowski. No one wishes they were Wondolowski. Not, I would like to be Wondolowski Brian. for a day. Brian. I don't know. It's you want to know what it feels like to shoot balls over the top of the net? Well, only in pressure situations. Oh, okay. Right. When he's playing for his club, he's unstoppable. <laughs> That's true. Like, come on, give it's him a true. little love. Why Why? Why is there so much angst towards Wanda, Wanda? Because he keeps shooting the ball over the net into the stands for the Listen, U.S. Men's National Team. Listen, he is the last team. problem that our international team is getting. He's still a problem. Angel Di Maria. He had a Inter- good game last night. Interesting. Interesting. To go from Wando to Di Maria. I don't think ever, anyone has ever done that this before. This is the most random intro we've ever had. Yeah, by far. Hey, uh, let me ask you a question, guys. Sure. Um, so, actually, I'll start with you, Dave. Okay. Uh, so, have you been doing any uh, celebrity tweeting lately? <laughs> yeah. So, a little bit, I guess. Listen, I am fascinated with social media and how easily you can get the attention, even if you're not even trying, <laughs> of celebrities and or businesses if you have a problem with a business or a service or things like that. And, yeah, um, listen, yesterday I had Arlo White quote one of my tweets, as ridiculous as that sounds, which was, which was kind of cool. Um, it made me laugh and get a good chuckle, and I, I, of course, screenshotted it and sent it to you blokes. Um that's one to say for your children and your children's children, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, it was quite an honor. Yeah. You know, the, the dumb thing is, is like there's only about three or four of us in this country. Well, maybe a few, but only I only know three or four that would appreciate like that. So mm-hmm. when I'm telling people this, I'm like, Listen, it's like... That's like Bob Costas. You have to preface. You're like, yeah. so this is who Arlo like, White is. First, and, and, then. and half the people don't even understand <laughs> tweets and retweets and quoted <laughs> tweets. And so you try to explain that. Like, I'm trying to explain this to my wife. And um, she, it just, just, she could have cared less. <laughs> but, no, yeah, it was a big no, deal. It was, it, was, it was fun. I liked your response on Slack. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Uh, it involved uh, choice words. But, um, you know, it's interesting because the uh, – I don't know that I would want Arlo White to notice our podcast handle at the moment when you're being the biggest Arsenal fanboy. Listen, Arlo understands that. Summer. Is he not the biggest fanboy for Leicester? I mean, that's one – that's the whole reason why he responded. Yeah. He has been very active about the Vardy negotiations. Absolutely, and that's yeah. why. So, anyway, so, uh, so quickly to, to dive into it, I sent out a tweet <laughs> about, and, and I and I just put the Lester handle and the Arsenal handle in it, and Vardy's and Mares's handle, just saying I hope the delayed Vardy. Uh, for those who don't don't know, Lester's star scorer, Jamie Vardy, is rumored to be 
Um, Arsenal has, has rumored to trigger to have triggered his release clause and therefore obviously looking to sign him and add him as a player. And so uh, the announcement was supposed to come, they thought, sooner, possibly Sunday or Monday, and it hasn't. And so I was just saying, and now there's a rumor that Arsenal could be going after Mares, their other best player, who had a fantastic year last year. He was the English football player of the year. Right. So um, anyway, so I just sent out a tweet. The, the PFA. The PFA, yeah, okay. Year, yeah. So anyways, I sent out a tweet and just said, I hope... You know, in wishful thinking, I hope the delayed Vardy announcement is because they're waiting to do a dual mm. announcement of Vardy and Mares. Wishful thinking. It happened to get sure. the attention of a Leicester uh, supporter who has about 12,000 followers or whatever mm-hmm. at What the Fox, which is a pretty clever, pretty, pretty, clever, pretty clever name. name. Absolutely. Anyway, so he then tagged me and Arlo White into a reply that he sent back to me. Mm-hmm. He must have seen me mention the Lester tag. Anyways, so we had multiple replies back and forth. And then the game ender was when Arlo White quoted my tweet. And he um, uh, said, does hashtag AFC have a new sponsor? <laughs> Say to rhyme. And am I, say, am, I, am I saying that properly? Uh, I, I'm probably. It's I mean, just basically, a, a Emirates backwards. Exactly. <laughs> pointed out what yeah. we all failed to notice at first, which was that this uh, Photoshop job included a backwards kit yes. that uh, yes. Faux Vardy was holding. Yeah, no, it was mm-hmm. it, it was, was hilarious. There's a very... moment of equal part shame and excitement that Arlo White was uh, focused well, on us. You, as I referenced, and granted, I, so I found a picture of, of Vardy in an Arsenal uniform, but it, it Mm-hmm. Didn't look photoshopped. Whoever photoshopped it did they a great did a good job. job. So, yeah. anyways, uh, but I, my gut feeling was it was photoshopped. But for fun and giggles, you know, I I tweeted and, that out. There. And desperate pit of your soul hope. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what are the odds that Arlo White's going to listen to this podcast now that he has seen our Twitter listen, handle? What are I the odds? hope. I hope he does because is he listening? What are the odds he's listening right now? Well, he couldn't be listening now because we're not live broadcasting. <laughs> but after after we produce, yeah, is he outside and, the is he outside the door? And blast it out. <laughs> that I will no doubt. I've already come across his feed once, as he mentioned me once, and our podcast says I will absolutely tag him when we blast it on Twitter. If he if if he's managed to disguise himself as a. Fifty-two-year-old, five-foot-two <laughs> cleaning lady. Then he's here all then, the time, right? Then Arlo's been listening for a while. <laughs> my, but my my point. <laughs> my, Can you my, imagine Arlo White cleaning lady? Oh, I I did have a point and then I forgot. That's fine. Um, I'll remember it. Scott, right. your point in even asking this was to shame. Dave, into never tweeting Arlo White again with conspiracy theory level <laughs> no. Photoshop, oh, I, I was no, Photoshop no, no, job no. transfer rumors. In, in complete full respect to Mr. White, mm-hmm. there is a few things he could learn from our pod. One being how to say Kevin DeBrowna. Oh, Just throwing that out there. Mr. Heard, White, sir, I just want you to know. Just one Dave's thing. Used to That's, the only thing. <laughs> That's the only thing. That's the only thing. Listen, in full respect. No, you're good. You're good. Kevin DeBrowna, Mr. White. That's technically how you pronounce it. This would be a great time for us to mention our Twitter handle, I think. At Fantasy Soccer FC. <laughs> our Twitter handle. 
it's you active. never know. We're, we're semi-active on there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Gaining followers literally every day. I was personally active, but you don't care about my Twitter handle yesterday. If you follow... Our Go ahead, fam- give us yours. Well, no, nah, yeah, I don't yours. even know what it is, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Grape770. I think it's at Grape770, yeah. sure. Yeah. But whatever. But, at but no, fantasy soccer. Listen, FC. it was a fun little thing that kind of yeah. happened yesterday. It was, a, it was awesome. It was it was great to see. It was it was one of those moments where uh, it was a little surreal. Arla White. Yeah, we had his attention for just a moment. Uh, so obviously you're a huge Arsenal fan. There's a lot we need to talk about there. There's a lot. It, we are a fantasy soccer podcast. There's more to talk podcast. about now as an uh, Arsenal fan than ever. Yeah. That I can remember during the season. Yeah. Oh, it made two shades, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing me down the notch. No, I appreciate. There's that. a lot to talk about. With we that have plenty of news, plenty of rumors to discuss in the uh, from the English Premier League in the context of fantasy soccer. But we hope you'll indulge us for just a few minutes because it is a big international football season, and we'd like to start uh, with some international football talk. Yeah. So we've got all the segments that you've come to know and love. It's it's all coming up. We're going to have an Arsenal moment with Dave, which is sure to be memorable. We're going to have a How to Say. It's back after a week off. Mm-hmm. How to Say with Brian J. Oh, and man. we're going we're gonna to visit uh, another club's history uh, this week. Last week we learned more I about like, Burnley I like than you ever needed to know. I love it. Yeah. This week, another promoted club, Middlesbrough. FC. So we've got all sorts of things to talk about, but first, uh, let's get on with the international football, shall we? So it took 90 minutes for Dave to stop caring about Copa America, but the tournament is still ongoing. Every match as we are talking, or I'm sorry, every club, or every country has had one match uh, in the tournament. Uh, We're recording on Tuesday morning, uh, and so it'll be a little bit awkward for those of you listening, because by the time you hear this on Wednesday in your podcast feed, the U.S. will have played their second match, but we don't know what the result of that match will be. It's a mystery. It is a mystery, but we know how their first match went. Columbia two, United States nil. Not a strong start to the tournament. Do we re- do we know or have we forgotten? Because I've what? I've tried you to blocked for- it out I've of your memory. Tr- I've tried to forget it. Well, that's probably a smart thing to do. There is still hope. The most boring nil nil draw that I've ever seen. Costa Rica Paraguay the next day uh, gave the U S some hope because if the co- I mean honestly the U S just has to win their last two matches. Costa Rica lost a, I believe a defender to a red card late in their match against Paraguay, so they'll be down uh, one starter uh, in that match. They just have to beat Costa Rica tonight, beat Paraguay later on this week in the tournament, and and they're through. I I was really. I don't know. I I think maybe I set my expectations too high. Yeah. Like for some reason, I I I feel like we should be better than we are. When honestly, maybe we shouldn't be. It's very very Arsenal fan of you. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe that just runs through and through <laughs> to do that. Listen, I Colombia carries a world rank yeah. of four. Yep. Okay. Yep. So well, I'm not sure what I was expecting. What is really annoying is this, though. I feel like we have been able to create decent defenders. You know, John Brooks, he's playing in, in, in the Jeremy. Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Scott Cameron in the English Premier League. Yedlin in the English Premier League. Johnson. Jeff Cameron. Jeff Cameron. What did I say? Scott Cameron. Scott you were Cameron. looking at Scott when he yeah. said it, so that's probably Who's where Scott that came Cameron? from. Maybe he's an up-and-comer uh, defender for the U.S. Men's National Team. I think I'm at... Anyways, whatever. I'll, I'll take it. Touche. Scott Cameron and Matt Miaska coming. Fabian Johnson. 2022. In Bundesliga. Yes. But bottom line, and, and then Guzan, our keeper, mm-hmm. all play in, in top, top leagues, right? <laughs> well, yep. Guzan in the champ. Bless his heart. He didn't deserve that. Um, so, 
our, our uh, strikers mm-hmm. are okay. Mm. Okay, hey, listen, we've had better. Out the door's hurt. Dempsey's okay. Has He's been good before, but he's older. Zardes and Bobby Wood are two up-and-coming players that sure. I think eventually will get international looks. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Wood already is. He's but playing for where Hamburg. we struggle, and it's to yeah. me, was never more evident than in the Columbia game mm-hmm. with Br- Michael Bradley, Jermaine Jones, and Alexander... It's not Alexander. Alejandro Bedoya. Bedoya. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley was horrible. Jermaine Jones has no positional discipline. He mm-hmm. couldn't hold the ball. He couldn't complete a pass. Mm-hmm. It was so frustrating. Our only time we looked good is somehow when we just skipped the midfield and went straight from defense to striker. Mm-hmm. Like, it was pathetic. And it got me, like, I was really, like... I was really bothered by it. And then, you know, Nagby and Pulisic, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Pulisic, come in. Pulisic. Pulisic? Mm-hmm. Someone's going to have to, say. Someone's gonna have to eventually tell us <laughs> how to say that. Uh, anyway. Scott just told you how. So, <laughs> he's 17. He yeah. can't get to 27 for me fast enough. Like, he doesn't need to. He's good enough at 17. Okay, well, then we just need to play him. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And him and Nagby. It, like just, just everyone. Point. I feel like that's the one name that I've heard. Darlington Nagby, seeming, seemingly from everyone yep. is. How do we get Nagby out there at the same time mm-hmm. with Bradley? Why Jermaine Jones? I will Why only... Bradley? The oh, only thing he no, did. No, no. The only I, I thing. I hear you. I hear you. The only thing. His only redeeming quality of that match mm-hmm. was his set piece delivery, which sure. was about six balls, which were excellent. Now Michael Bradley, he touches the ball. Multiple times more than anyone else on, on the on the pitch. For the it United doesn't mean States. he's any good at it. No, sometimes he ha- it, it makes it very clear when he's having an on day or an off day. There's no question about it. But we actually need Michael Bradley in the center. We didn't need the Michael Bradley that played in Columbia. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with you. But we can't do without Michael Bradley. We can do without Jermaine Jones and Alejandro Bedoya. I think their time starting for the men's national. You telling me we don't have over. anyone else? We do. That Nagby could be <laughs> That could play Bradley's position. Uh, no. No, Graham Susie can't slide in there to play there? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Kyle Beckerman? Uh, please, no. Please, okay. no. Now, my fear is that Klinsman tonight is going to play it safe and go with a Kyle Beckerman to support Michael Bradley in the middle. Because um, he doesn't trust young players. Exactly. That's my fear. I will be semi-happy. He needs if, to be more Klopp. He just needs to stop being so Klinsy. Is what oh, he needs to do. Okay. Uh, he needs to go ahead and play the young players. He's doing it up front. You mentioned Zardes and Wood. You know, kind of out of necessity. I have a feeling if Altador was healthy, Josie Altador would be. They might need for to us. change formations too. He just needs playing to start a three, playing a players four, three, in the right position. Touch aggressive. Play it in the right position. Players in the right positions, and he needs to put the right personnel in there. Cleansman um, gonna cleanse. Klinsman gonna cleanse, absolutely. And if he doesn't win tonight, he's gonna cleanse his way right out of his job. That's what it's gonna be. He'll, if we don't make it past the group stage, I you don't think see they'll how he fire stays. him immediately the following the game if we lose? Yeah, well, no. It, you no, have to make to the the, the this decision has to be made now, though. We're yeah. two years out from the next World Cup. Yeah, we ha- this decision has to be made only, after this tournament. Only problem is who replaces him. I don't know. Now, if, if United Herrera. States win. 
Absolutely. Uh, sign me up for Miguel Herrera any day. What's oh that guy doing right now? Oh my gosh. Who cares? That's He's not coaching the U.S. Now, if the U.S. win, like all this that we're talking about is going to disappear. Klinsman, maybe. I'll have no, a, no, he it won't. I'll have a suggestion later. Of, of coaches? Yeah. Okay. All right. Later. Oh, what All right. Teaser. teaser for later. Wow. Yeah. But the bottom line is it it does have to change. If if the same 11 are out there. And, and let me be clear on something. I know that we gave up two goals and both were direct results of uh, mistakes by someone in the back four, but I hope that back four stays unchanged. We need that back four yeah. to play. Brooks and Cameron in the middle is probably our best pairing. Yep. And I mean Yedlin's not he he shouldn't come out. And neither should Fabian Johnson. I was reading an interesting article off uh, Fox News or Fox Sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can't remember who to give credit to, but I'll just give that publication credit. But Mm -hmm. it was saying how Fabian Johnson, but Klinsman doesn't know what to do with Fabian Johnson. No. Because he's our best attacking player and he's our (laughs) best defender. And we don't have a good left back to put in. So he kind of has to play there. Yeah. uh, Because the. You know, other options just are not good. And so, you know, in this game, he was held back by Quadrado. Quadrado was... He was so nasty. dangerous. This so is not, nasty. you know, I, I, again, somehow, I don't know how these guys go to Chelsea and just get squashed. I know. How Quadrado went to Chelsea was amazing. Didn't even play, really. It was, Quadrado, I think, was at Fiorentina and then goes to Chelsea and gets squashed and, and yeah. looked As unbelievable. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It looked unbelievable. Sorry, Marcus. And Rashford. so, Fabian Johnson, like, he never was able to get forward. He had to stay right. back because Quadrado constantly was looking dangerous. And that, that hurt us. Wood was always alone by himself. There was never any overlap from from Johnson. And so there was never any left attacking side. Now, Yedlin was able to get down and get a few crosses and overlap Zardes, but... Um, it was a, it was a, it was a rough rough night all around. I want to be optimistic, but I was not opti- optimistic I'm, after that game. I'm fearfully optimistic. Like we could easily lose to Costa Rica. I mean, this is a team that Costa Rica further won- than we did in well, the World Cup. They've kind of become a, one of our Concacaf rivals. Yep. Yep. After the snow game. Yep. And um, that's right. They snow definitely Classico. they definitely kind of have it out for us. Before we focus too much on the United States, we should talk about the tournament at large as well. Uh, it has not gone well <laughs> so far. Oh a lot of empty stadiums, unfortunately, which I'm not surprised. Did about. you Did you hear what happened last night? Maybe. No, you didn't. Maybe I didn't. Centenario is 100 disappointment. <laughs> what, Scott? What? What was the one of the major gaffes the tournament has had up uh, to this point? Mexico Uruguay match. Uh, they played the wrong national anthem. They did not play Uruguay's. I Whose national played, anthem did they, they play? They played Chile's for Uruguay. For Uruguay, I would like someone from Chile to explain their national anthem because it feels like it continues on long after the music stops. <laughs> right, Brian. Does. That's what it might seem like. <laughs> How do you know they didn't cut the music off and start playing? Pitbull's Mr. Worldwide, because that's <laughs> what happened that. I thought last that was a mistake. Night. I thought that was a mistake in the, like, something with Fox. I didn't think that was in the stadium. That happened last night <laughs> in the stadium. How does someone, whoever is controlling the little buttons for yeah. songs, continue to screw this stuff up? So, Brian, to your point, um, I don't know if the Chile National Anthem continues on. I think it does. After the music. I think and people it does. just keep singing and like you don't know how long it goes. But bottom line is, that after the music awful. went off, they cut Pitbull's mm. Mr. Worldwide on. Someone in the stadium did. Uh, and then they had to and cut it back that's, off. This is, that's like 
That's like doing violence against an entire stadium. Well, this is this is a terrible audition for the 2026 World Cup for the United States. That's what this is. I mean, granted, no one wants to go pay good, hard-earned money to watch Haiti play Peru. No offense, Haiti How did and Haiti Peru. get in that tournament? That's what I'm wondering. Where's El Salvador? Where's Honduras? Why? I mean, I know there's a reason why it's Haiti, but why Haiti? Anyway, uh, this is this is unfortunately uh, just a, a clear example of the Copa America being too bloated. I was thinking about it last night. What There's do you mean six, by bloated? There are 16 countries in this tournament. All 10 nations. Incomable. In, yep. In, from South America and then the top six from CONCACAF. They should cut that in half. The top five. I know you might leave a one or two decent soccer uh, countries out, soccer teams out. Uh, for instance, Panama would be cut from the tournament if you do that. Um, or Costa Rica, one of the two. But the top five from South America, the top three. If you look at the... At, at, half of the matches they've been highly attended and somewhat entertaining to watch Mexico Uruguay was entertaining what, to watch what was that attendance for the Peru Haiti there couldn't have been I, I haven't seen any numbers but I mean whatever it is it's inflated I'm sure there may have been a couple thousand people there uh, same thing with Costa Rica Paraguay there was there were several uh, thousand Costa Rica fans but they're playing in large stadiums they, they are play playing in large stadiums large which stadiums. is probably a mistake they should be playing in the MLS stadiums right they should have worked out a deal with MLS at least for the group stage at least I mean Mexico Uruguay they filled you know the Mexican fans filled the filled the stadium uh, a full stadium last night uh, for uh, Chile and, yeah, and Argentina pretty good, pretty yeah good but that's gonna, that night. was one of the, the that's the main match of that, the group that stage that could be the final depending on how the group yeah. stage bracket yeah. plays out Right. Uh, I mean, it's it's worthy of being the final, uh, and it, and it showed it. It's such a drop off though when you go from that to sorry to pick on them again, but Costa Rica, Paraguay, or Haiti and Peru, or even the match uh, that was before Boli- Panama, Bolivia, Bolivia and Panama. Yeah. I mean, Panama got a good win, but it wasn't a, a beautiful example of the beautiful game. So I don't know. It's been a it's been somewhat of a brutal tournament, both for technical difficulties and for play. I mean, it's, there's some vicious play out there. If I'm if I'm a club manager, listen, good call. What? It's like there's been more red cards in this first group stage than ever, and there should be a lot more. These referees are are giving some leeway because they don't want to be a major part of these exhibition matches for this exhibition international tournament, and yet. You know that they're 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 delaying in red and yellow cards is creating even more legitimate violence on the pitch. Legitimate violence in some cases. Uh, did you like my hashtag last night? Did you see my hashtag? Yeah, in yeah. The chat? Like, pray for yeah, Alexis. Pray for Alexis. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right? During the Chile like, match, you know, I as a, obviously I look at everything through Arsenal tinted glasses, Brian. Mm-hmm. But you know. You know, I'm, I was worried a little bit. You know, Ospina, I was rooting against, you know, when he was playing USA the other night. Yeah. You know, Alexis, yes, I don't, you know, I wasn't watching the game when Scott tw- uh, uh, mentioned that, and I saw that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? So I tried to catch some in the second half. But, you know, yeah, like you don't want guys getting injured. I mean, well, Scott Liverpool has almost as many or more international players playing Yeah, they're tied for the most players in Euro in, 2016. In Europe, right? With so, Juventus. Anyways. Which no. hopefully will be a little bit different of a tournament. Uh, but it is interesting that we're talking about this with Copa. Uh, as we get ready to start Euro 2016, for the first time, expanding from 16 nations to 24 nations. Just like with Copa, I wonder if those extra eight nations will create a bit of bloat in the group stage. 16 for Copa is a good number. 
I think it's a. I think it's too high. I mean, even twelve would you, be a but whole you're lot talking, better. You talking about the euros? You think twenty four? Twenty four. We'll the see. Euros. We'll see. I, I I would venture to guess though that for Euro twenty sixteen, even uh, uh, with twenty four nations playing, you know, if you have Albania and I don't remember whose group they're in, but you know, a, a Wales Albania match or Northern Ireland, a match with some of these smaller countries that haven't played in these international tournaments in some time, which is why they expanded the tournament. I understand, but I, I'll bet they're pretty highly attended, much more so than these sparsely attended Copa matches. And maybe it's just a sign of how further along Europe is from where we want to be in the well, Americas. But the, but with the travel so much easier. Year too. And sure. I mean, but this country, this this tournament's in our country. This is supposed to be in part, right? But I mean, a showcase of ha- our soccer fandom. Well, they need to double check that. <laughs> we're not. We're not a soccer nation. There's no. I'm saying that as a huge soccer fan. Yeah, sure. We're a World Cup nation. I'm not the first one to say that. I'm, I'm borrowing someone else's it's phrase. It's growing. It's growing. But we are. We are right now a World Cup nation. We are not a Copa America nation, and we're not a soccer nation at large. Well, and what what won't help is when Messi's not playing, when Neymar's not playing, when Suarez isn't Why playing. Why Barcelona? I'm just kidding, but you're right. Isn't it funny how all three of those guys aren't playing? Yeah, yeah. Now Messi was on the bench last night, and Argentina didn't need him, and I think he will play in the tournament. <laughs> but you know, Neymar's up in the stands with Justin Bieber watching the games. You know, it's like yeah, it's like he's not even going to play for Brazil. Sharing face tattoo tips. And by the way, Brazil needs him. They they should have lost to Ecuador. Yeah. We haven't talked about controversy that controversy there. Yeah, yeah. So Anyways. much, so much there. Uh, but Euro 2016 is going to begin uh, this Friday. Uh, the host nation, France, uh, playing in their first match. And uh, anything you want to say about Euros in anticipation of this next tournament? Olivier Giroud. Olivier Le- Leading the French line. I don't know. Hey, he's been in form. Yeah. What do you mean you don't know? Every game he's been playing, he's been scoring. He, th- he, thinks he's Daniel, he thinks he's Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> it's a friendly. It's against, called a friendly for a reason. Against who? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to play. I mean, they're playing other teams. I was so mad when England announced their final roster, their final squad. Let's talk selection. about that. I Listen, get it. There's there was a few snubs, okay? But like, why? Why are you? So, why are you so well, upset about that? I, I don't. I don't know. I guess. Part of me wants Roy Hodgson, England's manager, to reward players who are in form, who are who are currently in form, who were in form during the, the during the season, okay. especially the end of the season. I would agree with that. Rather than just his go-to international players. Okay, so a couple of the final guys that were sent home, Andrews Townsend was one. Andrews Townsend of Newcastle. Uh, he was certainly he played very well, especially the second half of the season. Sent home. Uh, Danny Drinkwater. That one's a little bit more probably emotional than uh, anything else. Maybe he didn't you've been, belong you've there. Been, you've been really emotional about Leicester players yeah, in the last yeah, day and a half. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in a second. We'll get there. Uh, part of me doesn't want the fairy tale to end, I don't think. But Danny Drinkwater, his his did. He doesn't get chosen. He gets sent home. I, I'm, and I'm looking at the, at the players who are left. Jack Wilshire? What? What? He played like 60 minutes of the, the entire season. And I get it. I mean, he's got that quality when he's healthy and when he's on. You need bench players, Scott. They're okay, fine. Speaking of, Wayne Rooney. He's not going to be a bench player, and he should be. 
Mm. Have you, did you see I can't, uh, Portugal, their last friendly, Portugal? So Roy Hodgson, Sky pointed this out, has a history of playing the same starting 11 if he can to start a tournament as he does in the last friendly. Yeah. Which means that when you go out to watch Euro 2016, England's first match, you're going to have Rooney, Kane, and Vardy up yeah. front. Really I think those are two, two out of those three, I think, are wrong choices. Yeah. What's weird is how does everyone – everyone seems to see that but Hodgson. Yeah. The one guy who's making uh, the decision. Exactly. Now, maybe Sturridge isn't healthy enough for uh, a start. That's fine. If he's not, then why is he on the roster when, when, Jermaine, De, when Jermaine Defoe's out there? And if it's not going to – I mean, Kane and Vardy, they're too similar to be playing side by side uh, or, or next to up front they're, sim- they're not similar I think, players. I mean, neither of them. Kane is more of a hold-up player and Vardy is more of an in-behind But if you guy. think about the formations they play, neither of them played alongside a second striker. And now you're going to put them next to each other, playing no, in a system they're not, not used true. to. Var- well, Kane didn't, but Vardy would play in a four-four-two with Okazaki or Ujoa. Or sure, but Okazaki and Ujoa are very different than Harry. Agreed, Harry but Kane. the formation was a sure. Okay, I'll grant you that. But Kane, no. But to your point, Kane wasn't. I mean, he he uh, that wasn't their formation at all. And I don't think you're going to get the best out of them. And if it. You know, to me, it makes more sense if you're going to have Sturridge in there. And if you can't have Sturridge in there, then you put Rashford in there. I get it. He's 18. He's brand new. But he's on the roster, too. And suddenly, if you're going to say that these guys aren't able to be played, things are things are looking really thin. Jordan Henderson, very rusty. Spent a lot of time at the end of the season uh, injured. How's he going to be? Jack Wilshere. We already really talked about su- him. At, even more surprised of seeing Wilshire on the, on the roster was I was surprised to see Henderson on the roster. Sure. I mean, suddenly you have these guys who either were especially, hurt at the end of the year. Especially when Drinkwater kind of plays the same position. Right. And Drinkwater what? is in form. Yeah, what's the story there? I, I just don't... Things look really thin. And if you do any... I don't know if you guys have done any of the bracket predictors. I have not. For no. uh, the tournament. The way that the bracket... The way that the uh, the groups play out, England has basically been handed a trip to the semifinals in really? this tournament. Every prediction I made, I didn't want to pick England to the semifinals. You just... But I, based on the matchups, I couldn't help it. Yeah. Hodgson's going to find a way to F this up. I'm just... I'm telling you right now. They are not going to make the semifinals of this tournament. He's going to find a way. He maybe already did with his squad selection. Hmm. Should we move on? Hmm. I don't know. This is juicy. I like it. <laughs> we have too much to talk about. But listen, there's a ton to talk about uh, with England, at much more, a little bit more so than than the U.S. I, mean, I don't know why I, we tend. I mean, I tend to gravitate towards really wanting England to do well in the international tournaments. Sure, maybe, I do too. maybe because they're always the underdog, just kind of like the U.S. is, and I feel like both <laughs> should be better than they are. Um, I don't know. It's your roots. It's a kindred spirit. It's the motherland. It's, of course. It's, for, it's a country that you from do, which we came. What are you going to do? Insult the country that hosts the league that you love the most? That's right. No, I no. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I favor. I favor that. La Liga. Plus, we know every single talk about. We La, know like like we have ourselves. We're right? buddies with. Yeah. Talk about no, talk about La Liga again. We. <laughs> now you're trying to get him mad. What's wrong with you? <laughs> We do pay attention, obviously. That's what yes, we that's eat, sleep, and drink is the English Premier show. League. Yeah. So we know every single one of these players plays in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Everyone. So maybe that's why we care so much. I do care. I want England to do well. I'll be happy if they do well. 
uh, I'll adopt them as There's my... some other good teams, man. The German team's good. Yeah. Spain the Fren- rebound, the French sure. team is good. Their host Spain is always good. Italy. Belgium looks ridiculous. Belgium is great on paper. We'll see how they actually if they actually live up to that potential. A lot of people thought they'd do better than... I mean, they got to the quarterfinals of the World Cup, which was a step forward for them. We'll see how they can do in this tournament. It, it's, it's stacked. It's certainly stacked. Yeah. And you would expect some, maybe one of these new newcomers, so to speak, uh, you know, the, these one of these new countries led into the tournament. They might make some noise. You never know. It'll be interesting to Albania. see. Albania. I don't think it'll Up be Albania. the Albans. No. <laughs> Poland. <laughs> maybe Poland. They're not new, but maybe Poland. They've got a good roster. Czechs. Sneaky good. No. Thomas Rosicki leading the line doesn't excite you, right? Uh, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. All right. Should we talk about some Premier League news? Yeah. Brian's ready. He's been he's been waiting out our Copa been, he has. conversation. Let's do he's this. been sitting over there just kind of waiting for us to get. No, look at uh, me. What about Graham? What about Graham Zusi? Oh, <laughs> he's had too too many mentions in this podcast. Um, his face probably describes what every listener's face looks like right now. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, let's begin with the Leicester news. The slash Lester- Arsenal news. So, There's so much. You are so giddy. You have been giddy for at least 48 hours at the news that Jamie Vardy may be coming and potentially yeah. also Riyad Mahrez. It's so weird because you hear these rumors, right? And we hear rumors all the time. And then I guess that you continue to hear more and more. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, wow, this is, okay, Jamie Vardy coming to Arsenal. That sounds interesting. It's a completely different style of play, and there's can't, there's arguments for both sides. Yeah, I'm um, ready. I'm ready to and make I'm that sure argument against. And I'm sure you're ready. Sure, <laughs> sure. But maybe this is what excites me the most. Yes. Is the fact that there is movement that normally isn't there, and it's like the bosses behind the scenes had mm-hmm. said, laid down the law and said, hey, before the transfer window opens, we want ten signings. That's what it feels like, right? I mean, is this finger's last stand? That's the question. It's, maybe. He's buying like it's his last Maybe. Maybe they said, you know what? It's time to start spending. Yep. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Either I mean, way, they, you know, it's the, happening. The financials came out last year, and Arsenal was atop the league with money from the league. Which is a blessing and a curse, right? Like yeah. you, you don't necessarily want that position, as funny as that sounds. You no. want to be invested so, in yeah, your so, squad. So, yeah, so Arsenal... Triggered the release cause of Jamie Vardy. Um, it, some publications are saying that there's a verbal commitment there. Nothing is official yet. Sure. So some publications have said he's already had his medical at Arsenal. And uh, but again, not some fake publications Photoshop Jamie Vardy's face onto and then Granite Jaka's body. Some people in this podcast. Then tweeted said publication <laughs> photo. <laughs> and we already know how that worked out. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. It worked out well for us. So but, so that looks like that could happen. So we'll, let's talk about that because then there's a few other rumors we can discuss as well. Yeah, Jamie Vardy to Arsenal will not work. Can I just throw that on the gauntlet right now? It will not sure. work. Sure. 
Uh, I you already, can throw I'm, it out there. So I'm, I'm already on record as saying that Zlatan will score no more than 12 to 15 goals in the Premier League. Which is ridiculous, but go ahead. It's expected he'll announce he's signing for Manchester United later today. So something for us to talk or about next week. Or his perfume line. Or, or his clothing <laughs> line. Honestly, it'll be 19 minutes of talk about clothing and then a minute about United. Who knows? Um, and then maybe the final 30 seconds we'll, we'll talk again about how much he misses Sweden. We are so, all Zlatan today. No, we are not. No, Brian not. is. Brian, Brian I can't, is I can't wait for today. it. <laughs> I sure hope it happens today. Apparently he's, he's, he's ready to stop the news stories being written about him and he's ready to make his announcement. Yes. Um, I just don't see it working out. I think Vardy will score even fewer goals regardless of who he plays for than Zlatan. That's ridiculous. You, um, think, he'll, you think he'll score more than a dozen goals? Yes. Okay. With whoever he's playing for. All right. Assuming he's healthy, right? Sure. Now, sure, of he was healthy all last year, scored 24 goals. Um, that's a pretty good tally. Now, yes, it is. I wouldn't expect him, if he if he comes over to Arsenal, I would not expect him to match 24 goals. Okay. But Giroud had like 14. You telling me he can't score more than Giroud? Well, how did Giroud score a lot of those goals? The Giroud way. Which is? Tap-ins. And? Headers. Yes. Vardy Fed isn't... by world-class... Midfielder, straight to his forehead or feet. I don't see Vardy being able to score his goals the same way. Listen, understood. Um, Vardy didn't score his goals this year. What about Sanchez's goals? Sanchez didn't score many goals like that. Sure. Grant, Actually, it's funny if you look at Arsenal's didn't score goal many totals, goals like that. I mean, you have Giroud with sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a bunch of midfielders. Yeah. Behind them. I mean, yeah. that's that's where the bulk of their goals. Well, back I think had like six. Well, I think it was some, four in the league, some, okay. some six okay. for the year. Some, but he was also hurt for a while. Yeah. But there was a wide discrepancy between Giroud and Welbeck, your next striker, yeah. and goal tally, yeah. and a bunch of bunch of wingers and midfielders in between. And that's where I think the problem for Vardy is going to be. Where are his goals going to come? What goals didn't Arsenal score last year that Vardy, putting him into the lineup, are going to go into the net? Well, is it was it a, a, a personnel problem? Was it the fact that everyone said Arsenal needs more goals in the squad? They need to. They need. Uh, they need more options up front, which is fine. But you know, it's got to be the right option. It's got to be someone who fits sure. into that style of play. And you've already said up front he hasn't really played the same style, or, or at least for Leicester, he didn't quite fit the way that Arsenal normally plays. Could he play the position that they've wanted Walcott to play, the run-in behind position? Except Vardy just times it better, and it's just better at that's it. That's the. I guess that's the gamble, right? Because. So oftentimes, you got guys getting possession back on the defense, whether it's Cazorla, whether it's Ozil, or whatever. Those guys can get the ball and look upfield and pass the ball, assuming they have someone to pass it to, but that's just not Giroud's game. Yeah. So, you know, uh, San, you know, maybe it's – I mean, and, and there's times when they play clubs as good or better than them where they're playing counterattacking football – and they did they did that very well. They do, especially when they played Manchester City this past year. So, but they also play a lot of football where they're they're seeing a double bus parked in front of the goal, and Vardy doesn't teams. have the skill to be no, able to work that's around true. Those, those players. That's true. Leicester near the end of the season, people were kind of doing that to them, mm-hmm. and, and they had, did, and his goals dried up. It, they did. Um, but he ended up finishing the year with, with like, I, mean, I think, the last three games he scored, or at least the last couple. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I, it'll be I, interesting. I can't stuff for us to talk you, about. You have the good summer. arguments, and and listen, I would be really excited too if I was an Arsenal fan. Listen, as crazy as it sounds, I think he has some similarities to to Robin Van Persie. And, I've seen that in the style. Of both kind of, you know, when Van Persie came over, he was very fiery. 
Um, he always kind of had a chip on his shoulder. And the, listen, I think, if anything, if Artie comes over, I think that's one thing that's going to help rub off maybe on some of the other guys is, is Arsenal for a long time has lacked spine. Do you think he still will have that chip even with the title? I, yeah, I, I think that's, that's that never goes him. away. No, I think that's him. <laughs> I, I agree. And right. so I, I agree. think, you know, Wilshire has that chip a little bit. Problem is, he's always injured, he's not out and he there. can never play, right? Yeah. So I think I think it's going to be a good thing. So we'll see. It's not done yet. All right, I, fi- final I question for you, though. Okay. Start of the season. Yeah. Vardy's a gunner. Yeah. Okay. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Is he in your fantasy lineup? Week one, match day one. Really interesting question. Wow. Yes. Wow. I will say yes. I will say yes. Okay, all right. I will say yes. But the hesitation. The hesitation is because it is a new team, Mm -hmm. and fantasy-wise, I feel like it takes some games to adjust. That's true. So that's my only hesitation. Now, it's my same thing I said before with Zlatan, and maybe they'll be foolish, but for the first, you know, Four weeks, possibly, unless um, he proves me wrong week one. Yes. He won't be in my lineup. That's a good point. My guess is Zlatan needs no adjustment, period. (laughs) (laughs) Says Zlatan, I'm sure. The English Premier League adjusts to Zlatan. (laughs) (laughs) It will be interesting to see uh, the first time Wayne Rooney and Zlatan argue over who's going to take a free kick. That'll be fun. If Zlatan... (laughs) Truly becomes a United player. Does Zlatan even know Wayne Rooney? They exists? just need. <laughs> it would be like a. I would imagine Zlatan it's something like Rooney, a. What, <laughs> it would be like a Doberman pincher kicking away a a a, a, a little chihuahua. What's a tiny dog? <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little chihuahua. <laughs> Wayne Rooney, though, I don't know. He's not. He's not just the a tiny tiniest dog. little bulldog. <laughs> 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 Where did this go? I don't know. All right, interesting though. I um, listen. There's also I will not play Vardy to start the season. Sure. I'll go on record as saying that no matter where he plays, I always have a general hesitation to play uh, a guy who has had one great year and expect him to do that again for a second year. Now, I got that wrong this past year. I started out last year not playing Harry Kane. Yeah, I didn't think he'd do it again. He did, it and again. he did. And now yeah, I won't took hesitate. Him a, but it took him a while to it get did. going. It did, but he was one of those guys, if you just kept him, plugged him in there in one of your striker positions all year long, I mean, you ended up with the, yeah. the golden boot winner. Yeah. So it's uh, it's something where now I won't hesitate to play Harry Kane because he's proven he can do that. Yeah. A healthy Harry Kane is going to have the chance to score goals at Tottenham. Yeah. Vardy needs to do it another year to prove that to me, and I'm not going to play him no matter where he it. is. I get it. I actually expect a pretty significant drop-off yeah. next year. Other rumors... And we need to move on. Yeah. Mares to Arsenal, which is kind that of crazy, too. That would be a bigger too. deal than Vardy. Yeah. And and then uh, very possibly Borussia Dortmund's Henrik Mkhitaryan. And I definitely don't think I'm saying that properly. No, I think you got that pretty spot on, Dave. Um, and that would be a big deal, too. That is a big deal, too. So that would give a lot of attacking options to Arsenal. It's It's got to be an exciting time to be an Arsenal fan. There's no doubt about it. It is. They're the ones making all the splash signings. Now, there is one other high-profile signing that we'll talk about next. But before we get into that, we need to turn over to Dave for this week's Arsenal moment. Man, Man it, I feel like we've already been there. If you can't tell, like I've been in the moment. It, it's, it was a fun, it's a fun time. Fun time to be a Gunner fan. All right, here we go. Dear Arsenal, today is a good day. 
tomorrow could be even better. What has happened? For years, we the fans have been wanting aggressive transfer window action. And right now we are getting it. It's amazing. Rumors, verbal agreements, medicals, all seem to be floating around and it is exciting. It's exciting because of the new hope it brings. It's exciting because it's different and we haven't seen this in a long while. What has changed? Has the board changed its philosophy? Has the purse strings been loosed? Whatever it is, I like it. Even if all of this is for naught, at least now we are trying. Uh, that, that is... I was, I was really excited for this, for this <laughs> Arsenal letter. Um, can we please call this episode Floating Medicals? <laughs> Floating Medicals, aggressive transfer window. It reminds me if... Jamie Vardy going to Arsenal reminds me. It would. It's like if if Ashton Kutcher had been on uh, on two and a half men to start with, and they brought Charlie Sheen on to replace him or to bring him on later. That's not. That's not a terrible. <laughs> terrible. I have no idea what that means. He basically calls Jamie like, Vardy Charlie Sheen, the Charlie yes, Sheen of English football. He's the Charlie. He seems like he has the ability to be the Charlie Sheen of the Premier League. Volatile, yeah, unpredictable, completely self-centered. Was certainly, <laughs> certainly hilarious and brilliant, but also possibly a. a a, a lunatic. I, I want to know less. I like. I want to know the least amount possible of about Jamie Vardy, and just be able to watch him play on Saturday and Sunday, because uh, the more you learn about the man, the less he is uh, fun to watch on the pitch. It just ruins. I mean, he's he's a terrible. Oh, Don't be so hard on him. He's guy. he's not a nice man. He's not a nice man. Who cares? He's a good footballer. That's what I care about. <laughs> I don't well, care what's going on in your of, personal uh, life. Speak, well, <laughs> you will if he keeps breaking wrists and, and it affects his play. I want him to show up and keep banging. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> sort of. Um... Speaking of uh, good players and uh, and important signings, Manchester City signed their Pep Pep Guardiola signed yeah, his first back to the team we need to be talking about a lot. Got him a signing first of what has been promised to be seven or eight summer signings for Pep Guardiola at City. Manchester is going to. I mean, both rosters are going to be completely overhauled by the time we get done with the summer. It's going to be unrecognizable <laughs> compared to last year. Yeah. Um, but we haven't told you who the signing is because we asked Brian Jay to mm-hmm. give us the official pronunciation guide for this player's name. So Man. I think without further ado, we need to turn it over to Brian Jay for uh, how to say yeah. with Brian Jay. Yeah, major signing for Manchester City. Really exciting that we get to talk about this. Are you excited? Yeah, really excited. I need. It's gonna be. It's gonna need a, a music. Oh, music. you want music to go with this? Yeah. Is there, can we put music behind it? Yeah, we could probably do that. What's that song that played it to the Copa America <laughs> intro? Yeah. Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, Mr. yeah, definitely. That's my. Appropriate. <laughs> uh, no, that's that would be a disgrace to this to this player. Sure. We and we don't want to do that. I'm not mocking him with Pitbull behind it. Sure. Something more stately. Like um the Chilean national anthem. Oh. 
that is very that's, stately. That's a little semi mockery. <laughs> but sure, maybe Go with ahead. a copa. We can we can talk about it later because okay. it doesn't right. it doesn't matter. Off the mic. Today's how to say features possibly you guys' uh, greatest linguistic slap in my pronunciation face to date. <laughs> what? You made me look more closely at Turkish, so I hope <laughs> you both meet great difficulty in traffic driving wherever you need to go after we I leave no here. Idea he was Turkish. The player we're talking about today is Manchester City's only official player signing so far the offseason. Looks like a good one for them. Coming from Borussia Dortmund for £21 million transfer fee, it looks like the city replacement for Yaya Torre could be a good signing. Hmm. They sure hope it's a good signing. Similar to Mesut Ozil, Ilkay, that's his first name, Ilkay, Ilkay, offspring of Turkish parents, born in Germany. Interestingly, uh, even though, you know, though he's officially German, you'd probably expect before he joined the German national team, he was pursued by the Turkish national team. Of course. Quote for you, I made a personal effort to convince him, and we had a number of discussions, said then Turkish national team trainer Goose Hiddink. What? what? Yes. No way. Goose is my suggestion for who the men's, the U.S. men's national team should be. Oh. It should be our coach. That would be fantastic. That would be Goose amazing. made a personal effort to lure Ilkay back to Turkey by leaving a trail of little candy strategically in his path, <laughs> leading to a little gingerbread shack at the Turkish football training grounds. Please see the voice. Goose. <laughs> Here's where you guys won't believe what you're about to learn. If there's a zero point for Turkish linguistic knowledge, I am now at a point zero 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 one. <laughs> Ilkay's last name has two G's. You guys have seen the name before. The first, first G is the start of the name. The second G is later in the name. That second G in Turkish is the Yumushak G. The Yumushak Gay would be the would be the, the Turkish pronunciation of the G there. Yumushak means soft. Oh. It's distinguished by the little brief or brev oh, accent yeah. above yeah, sure. the yeah. above the G. You've probably, probably seen that too. That makes the G basically silent. The only thing that you would do with that G is draw out the sound. The uh, you know just whatever sound is hmm. depending on what the preceding letter is. Mm-hmm. In his name, we're not going to go into the other stuff today. <laughs> Your newest Manchester City midfielder for the upcoming 2016-2017 Premier League season is Ilkay Gundogan. 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 As in like Obi-Wan? Gundogan. Gundogan Kenobi. Gundogan. Is it like a V? Nope. It is nothing. It is just an ah. It's it's, a G. It is basically the Gundogan is the G is as though it's not there. The most that you would do is... Is hey, Arlo the, White. Uh, a little bit. Arlo White, take note. I don't of think that. he said anything wrong about Ilkay Gundogan. <laughs> but he's going to have to say his name this year, that and I want to make sure that he says it properly. That was a shock ending to that segment for me. You I was not shock. expecting that. You must shock. Gundogan. Ilkay Gundogan. I definitely was not expecting that. Can you hear him that. saying it? We sounded more American. Than I used to right try now. to pronounce it like 
Gundigan. Gundigan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you find, I mean, you can find Germans that are that would. I mean, I I would guess that you would just say all of the letters if you're if you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me. <laughs> the thing that oh, I I feel like I the for me the biggest aspect of this is that uh, Dortmund is nowhere near as awesome as Mönchengladbach. If you're going to play for one of the one the of Borussias. <laughs> oh yeah, you want to play for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach. Borken Gordon Blorndork. Yeah, the Swedish chef manages with <laughs> from the assistant coach Goose hitting. <laughs> Ilkay Gundogan. Gundogan. Ilkay Gundogan. I'm gonna struggle. I love it. I'm gonna struggle. Just ignore the G. Well done, Brian. So well yes, done. very well done. So that was City's first signing of the summer. Uh, Everton may be set to announce their first signing of the summer as well. It appears that by the time you hear this episode, they'll have a new manager. Ronald Koeman. What yes. is the incentive for Koeman to go to Everton? Because Everton is going... My opinion is Everton yeah, no. is going to spend money. Exactly Other than it. $5 million. No. Pounds. Everton has a new ownership that wants to spend money and spend money on him. So he's getting a, he's getting financially more money Five there. $5 million. Pounds. Yeah, he's getting more money there that Southampton would not give him. And they're going to be willing to bring people in where Southampton's not. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, I think it's telling that one of the names that's being announced, or not announced, but being speculated about already for Kuman's replacement at Southampton is uh, Sevilla's manager, Unai Emery. Uh, Sevilla, of course, obviously well-known right now for uh, having won the last three Europa League titles. They're the Europa League dynasty. But that's just it. Yeah. Kuman doesn't want to just settle there. He got them to the Europa League now, but he has called out the club already in the offseason for ambition. He wants more ambition from them in the he was calling out summer signings. Correct. And uh, and I think it's telling for what direction Southampton wants to go in that one of the names that's being bandied about is the uh, Europa League, perennial Europa League darling. Uh, well, they're in Europa League. Manager. They, they're there. But I think he's he wants to go further. I think he I think he could take them further if he had the you know if he was given the backing of the club. Kuman, yes. Kuman, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm being very confusing, aren't I? Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yes, I think Kuman could take Southampton farther. Um, but I don't think Southampton's ready to go there yet. And I think Kuman recognizes that and sees where Everton's new owner maybe yeah. is saying the right things and spending the money in the right places. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Everton, you know. I think what their fans would chant at at the games, like "We are now rich" or something, when when they had announced their new ownership, <laughs> they are something ridiculous for the first time, maybe I think ever in their history, they are. Yeah, and they're you know, but you asked a question, and one of you two asked a question uh, during the week uh, amongst us three on Slack, sponsor us, uh, yeah. which was, well, this you know, if they sign sign Kuman as manager, would would they keep Romelu Lukaku? And my initial answer was no. He's he's out. He's gone. He's already burned. I don't bridge. know. Maybe he's going to Chelsea. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I you, you might be right. They probably will bring at least a, I think it was a, the Sun or somebody else reporting that Wijnaldum, Georgina Wijnaldum, would would fo- would follow him. Would somewhere. follow Kuman to Everton mm-hmm. as a signing. I saw a rumor that Scott Dan. Yeah, I saw that too. Was looking at possibly Scott Dan to Everton if yeah. if John Stones leaves were to leave for gotcha. Chelsea. <laughs> for Chelsea. 
England's John Stones. Or United. Uh, Mourinho. Why, Mourinho loves why? him some stones. I know. Why, Roy? Why? Andros to Crystal Palace. Andros is one of our guys. Yeah. Right? You guys love Andros. We'd love to have him back in the league. Stay in um, the yeah, I don't want him to be down there, but I do kind of want him. I feel like he and Down the there. I, in, like in the table down there? In like the with yeah, Crystal yeah. Palace? Low, in the lower, in the nether regions. I think he'd be a great opposite of Belasi. I just would want him. I kind of want him and Benitez to be together. Together. Well, we're not yeah, going to see Benitez till like next year. Maybe they can get reunited when Newcastle makes yeah, it yeah, back. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing to prevent that. But and then of course Zlatan looks yeah. to be signing. We don't know this for sure, but looks to be signing with United today. I think one of the most fascinating things. There's many, multiple, as Brian will tell us. We could Brian could go on for the next thirty minutes about multiple awesome things about Zlatan, but the most one of the most impressive things stats I saw about Zlatan was in the last fifteen years the teams he has been on has won thirteen league titles. Hmm. He's won a title, at least one title, at every team he's been on. It's amazing. That is a great. That is an amazing stat. And if you're a United fan, you got to be really happy about that. Scott's poo-pooing it, shaking his head, whatever. It's not going to happen. Poo-poo it, Scott. I'm not. Listen, I hope United doesn't win the title. Sure. I'm just telling you. Everywhere he's gone, yeah, he's been declared a winner. Sure. And no disputing that. There's no disputing that. I'm just excited for the for the drama of Mourinho versus Pep. Oh, with man. the wrinkle of Zlatan, who also is versus Pep. Brian, what was the it's what true. was the he called quote. Pep Guardiola a weak coward? <laughs> yeah, I, I, in Zlatan, in yes. reference to what? You, in reference to the way he managed his players at Barcelona. At Barcelona, felt like the players at Barcelona were treated like children. Where for him. He he felt like the players had more had more power and should have exercised more of their ability to question the leadership of the people above them and they were treated they were treated he, he that's the way he put it was that they were it was like little they were treated like little children he called Pep a weak coward mm-hmm. after and the, that you, and that he always that basically he's afraid of Mourinho he said Pep is afraid of Mourinho. Yes, Zlatan said Pep told oh, Pep man. to his face that he's that he always. Uh, it's there was some profanity in there, but basically yes, that he's shaking in his boots when he is around Mourinho, and that he's a weak coward. Oh, You're the right, drama! Right. The drama is going yes. to be yes. amazing. Just that by itself, that I I think that was enough for me to be very excited about. The potential of this. The summer is uh, shaping up to be one of like the transfer window so hasn't drama. opened yet. I know. I know. Two and more, I don't even two know more days officially. What's until the it purpose opens. of having an officially open transfer window if teams are going to start signing people? I mean, it just means maybe they don't a, send the contract in until the night. It you know? gives the media something to talk about yeah. for two so or three weeks. Open it like the second yeah. season. The news. Sure, but why not open it up right when the season ends? Like, yeah. what's the What's every, the every, even American leagues do that where they have an official, like the NBA, you know, like these guys are announcing where they're going at 12.01 a.m. It's because they've already negotiated their deals. When free, so what's the free purpose of it? Why not just get rid of it? Uh, I don't structure. know. Structure. Anyways, it's whatever. Structure. Anticipation, Dave. You don't, you, you be some, have some patience. I mean, come on. Come on, Arsenal, man. Have some patience. <laughs> so before we wrap up the show, we've got a couple things left that we wanted to. Yeah, right. Uh, would you guys like to learn a little bit about Middlesbrough? 
Absolutely. I I was been right. looking forward to this all day. Well, uh, so last week my computer died before I could start talking about Burnley. So everything I said on last week's podcast about them was off memory. Well, that from was, memory. That was really good. Well, I left out the one thing I wanted to say the most, which was that their mascot is called Birdie B. Birdie B. Yeah, I posted pictures of Birdie B. Birdie B. B on sounds media. like the it's like the worst rapper name. He's he's a typical looking mascot. Oh, I will okay. say that. Uh, the nickname for Middlesbrough. Now I'm shifting gears, looking ahead to this this week's okay. club. Another promoted side, Middlesbrough FC. Um, those who've been watching the Premier League for seven or eight years might remember them. Uh, they were last in the Premier League seven years ago. Okay. They're known as the Borough. That's their 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 nickname. Although uh, they Don't. were given a somewhat derogatory nickname by opposing fans that they have now adopted as kind of their unofficial own nickname, which is the Smoggies. The mm-hmm. Smoggies. Yes, a reference. The Smoggy Borough. Because the town is probably mm-hmm. a yes. little bit smoggy. smoky. Yes, that's exactly right. Nice. They play somewhere called Riverside Stadium, uh, but they've only been there since I think like ninety. 94, something like that. Uh, For 90 plus years, they played somewhere called Airside Park. And what's really cool is, I'll try to remember to post a picture on social media about this, but they actually have the old gates to the old stadium that you walk through before you go through the gates of the new stadium. So it's kind of a cool uh, homage to the old stadium that they had for more than 90 years. They turned professional in 1889, another club with a long history. Uh, They reverted back to amateur status three years later before finally becoming permanently professional in 1899. Uh, they've spent all but two years of their history professionally in the top two divisions. Hmm. Only two years have they been down in the third division. So they're perennially up there near the top of English football every year. Uh, they nearly went bankrupt in 1986. Uh, I have to just read this sentence to you. It's so dram- unnecessarily dramatic. Not sentence, paragraph. It's unnecessarily dramatic. In April 1986, the club had to borrow £30,000 from the PFA to pay wages. The final game of the season saw Middlesbrough relegated to the third division again. One of the two years that happened. That summer, the club called in the provisional liquidator, capital P, capital L. And shortly afterwards, the club was wound up and the gates to air some park were padlocked. <laughs> Apparently, literally. Without the £350,000 capital required for football league registration, uh, it seemed inevitable that the club would fold permanently. However, Steve Gibson, a member of the board at the time, brought together a, consor- a consortium, and with 10 minutes to spare before the deadline, they completed their registration with the football league for the 86-87 season. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. That was a wonderful well, pair. They, they barely made it. Without that, we would not be talking about them today. So they've been up and down constantly, but despite that, uh, they were in the Premier League the, the year it was founded, 1992-1993. So they're one of the founding members of the Premier League. Um, my favorite story about this club comes in 1996. Okay. They literally decided not to play a match. 24 hours before a match, I can't remember who they were playing against, they sent in a letter to the Premier League said we don't have enough players to play. We've got 23 players who are either hurt or are sick and they, we cannot play. It would it would it would hurt the sanctity of the league if we don't if we if we play this match and they just abandoned it. They were penalized 3 points and it was within 3 points that they were relegated no that season. No way. Yes. Great story. Uh, so they ended up getting penalized and that penalty ended up costing them uh, uh, a <laughs> staying in the Premier League. Their only major trophy was in 2004 in the League Cup. Now, uh, you know, it's gone the Capital One Cup now is what we would call it. Their manager at the time, 
Steve McLaren. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tony Pulis. I thought you might say Steve. kidding. No, I'm looking at Brian because <laughs> Newcastle fan over yeah. there. Yeah. Steve McLaren. Uh, Steve McLaren also took them to the 2006 UEFA Cup final, kind of the equivalent to the Europa League, but they lost 4-0 to Sevilla. Jeez. As I mentioned, they were relegated in 2009. Seven years later, they're back in the Premier League. Although they were almost promoted last year, they lost in the Wembley final to Norwich. Yeah. So they two years in a row. But this year they Cameron made it. Cameron Jerome. That's right, Cameron Jerome, our boy. That's a good teaser for what's to yeah. come. Yeah. Um, Millsboro claimed to have the first uh, TV channel dedicated to a club. First TV channel dedicated. Uh, Manchester United claims that title, but Middlesbrough actually really? has it. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, their main rivals are. You can't be a Middlesbrough fan, Brian. The main rivals are Sunderland Sheffield, and Newcastle. Brock. Oh, no, man. Sunderland and Newcastle. Uh, so the. Uh, Hold on, does Sunderland and Newcastle know this, or does they Middlesbrough? They do know this. Okay, yes, okay. they do know this. Uh, and so you know how uh, the Sunderland Newcastle derby was the Tyne Weir derby, sure. one for mm-hmm. Tyne side, one for Weir side. Well, uh, Middlesbrough is T's side, T E E S T's side. So the Sunderland. Uh, Middlesbrough matches this year will be known as the Teaswear Derby. Teaswear. Man. This is, by the way, it's kind of a cool story. This is the 30th anniversary of the year that they almost went bankrupt. They'll be back in the Premier League, so interesting. They're they're playing off that, too, for season tickets. I'm sure. Uh, David Nugent and Christian Stuani were their top scorers. Um, Nugent's in his 30s now, but he has been around the Premier League for a while. Stuani's actually with Uruguay right now. Uh, in the Copa America, he um, he's like their fourth or fifth choice striker, so I don't think he'll play. Uh, but he is he is there. They led the club in goals. Other notable guys that were on the roster last year, uh, all, all except for the third guy, uh, Albert Adoma, who U.S. men's national team fans might remember. He was on the Ghana roster for when we've played them the last hmm. couple of World Cups. Stuart Downing, he's been around for a long time too. As a Liverpool fan, I especially remember him. Not fondly. Uh, Gaston Ramirez. <laughs> These are all guys. I'm, i got to tell you, if they don't do some major stuff, they're this get, squad is going right back, back down. down. Yeah. There's no, all, these, all their top players are in their 30s, past their prime. They're in that in-between where they're great for the championship and they're not going to make it in the Premier League. Yeah. So I have kind of a limerick about that. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, does, it involve a, the, does it involve the occupation provisional liquidator? <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> but I should have thought of a good rhyme for provisional liquidator. No question. So here, here we go. Let's hear it. The borough is back and coming round. Concern exists. The squad's not so sound. They're back in the league. Their fans must have championship fatigue. Me thinks they'll prove that what goes up must go back down. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, oh. Middlesbrough. You haven't even been here. <laughs> me thinks. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd throw me That's thinks awesome. in there. It just fit better. I didn't have too many more uh, well done. syllables to, to allow, so I, I shortened it. it to me think. Just like it. all little little children in England grow up, <laughs> want someone to be uh, an astronaut, some dream of someday becoming a provisional liquidator. <laughs> Like locking like, the stadium. Like, like wanting to grow up to be a small claims adjuster. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Amazing. So true. What else we got today? That's it. All right. That's it. That's we can show. we can save our favorite. Listen, we can hope, save our we can save our other bit for next. Yeah. I hope, next time. I hope. I don't next, mind doing that. Next week. I hope next week. Yes. That we have a moment where 
I can announce Vardy and Mares oh. have signed. And it will be a great day, and Scott will cry because the little guy once again will have lost. Why do you want to cry? <laughs> Scott, he, cry. He, he's upset about I'll it. I'll just uh, he, sit he, here in he, my he, principles and believe that Vardy will score he, less than twelve goals. And, and we can bet on that too. But anyways, <laughs> and hopefully, maybe we'll have another celebrity tweet. Who knows? And uh, I think next week too, if we can tease this a week early, we'll say goodbye to another uh, podcast favorite, Cameron. Jerome. Yep, we definitely will do that. I'm still really torn was... about this, and I'm not sure we need to give it up. I think it. We can continually. He's not gonna go to a Premier League. Center. No, I know that, but he, I'm not saying he even has to. I think it's just perfect the I way just, it is. I just think we need to. I get it. I get it. We need closure on this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for joining us, and uh, look, we look forward to. Doing this again next week. Where can they tweet? Where can they get a hold of us? You can always check out our Facebook page at Fantasy Soccer F's. Well, that's not true. <laughs> check out our Facebook page, Fantasy Soccer FC, and our Twitter handle at Fantasy Soccer FC. Where next week we'll be talking about how jet fuel can't melt steel beams, probably. <laughs> amazing. 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 Uh, Anyways, until next time.